Warning, this podcast may contain adult language. Listener's discretion is advised. As usual, I don't know how to start these podcasts. And welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. What we say online. I'm Tabby. I'm Mike. <laughs> you almost forgot your name? <laughs> no, it's just... <laughs> Nervous. No, it's just like, I like how I'm the creator of the show, but I'm the worst host possible. Look, we're working on our hosting skills. All right. Today, we are in our second episode. Mike, do you want to discuss why we did a first episode about Reboot specifically? Uh, Sure. Like, um, surprisingly, like a lot of good podcasts, it started off as a class project. Um, I took a media writing class last semester at the local GAC. Um, and, yeah, we had to record a podcast, and I liked the way it came out. I um, liked it, too. And I'm really a big fan of the Anchor platform. It's not sponsored. Um, <laughs> but hopefully sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully sponsored. Hopefully one day this gets big enough to get sponsors. Um, I would also like to point out, the audio quality may not be as great as the last episode because I got Tabby here in person. We're in the same room. Holy right shit. And she... we'll probably talk over each other all the time. Yeah. Because we do all the time anyways. And because I'm new at this, I am very bad at editing. So this is going to be a great episode, everybody. Woohoo. It'll be fun. So what is our topic today, Mike? Um, <laughs> Disney related. It's Disney related. Our topic is growing old with Disney. Essentially, as usual, we don't have any points, we don't have facts, we just have opinions, and that's okay. And our opinions are never wrong. Well, they could be wrong. They could be a wrong opinion. That's true. That is true. Um, but it's just all our opinion. And we just have arbitrary comments, and we just like to discuss things, as friends do, in the comfort of our room, and chilling like villains, talking about Disney. So... Mike, what is your most memorable Disney film? And I'm talking like Disney and Pixar. Oh, we're throwing Disney and Pixar in the mix. Okay. We got it. I think at some point, like, yeah, they're separate technically, but it's kind of under the umbrella mm. of Disney. Okay, point. I'm going to give you two technically. Okay. Because the first one I'm going to give, the movie that stuck with me from Disney the most, and, which is ironic because it's its 20th anniversary, was is Atlantis The Lost Empire. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, that's one of the most underrated Disney movies of all time. Right. It's just such a brilliant film. Mm-hmm. Because it's not like it's not a traditional storytelling. It's like watching a book. It really is. Mm-hmm. Because it's like the way the story plays out, the way the characters interact with each other, great soundtrack. Art design was fantastic, especially from back in the day because it was like two thousand one. Yeah, it was I like see. this very new, like almost almost cell shaded um like angular art design. It was like really fascinating. Mm-hmm. And I just love the movie. I think it was like my first ever real sci-fi fantasy movie. Yeah. Like I think I watched Atlantis before I watched Star Wars, honest to God. And then what was your second And then my one? second one for Disney Pixar would hands down be Wally. Mm-hmm. Mainly due to the fact of its brilliant storytelling. Mm-hmm. Because the two main characters in the movie have no lines whatsoever. Mm-hmm. They have no lines nothing it's just little sound stuff and it's such a brilliant movie because it's like it kind of shows that you can tell a good story with like anything Mm -hmm. like you can tell a story about a box and it could still be a great story about a box um i also love it because first off the captain's hilarious in wally yeah and the people are pretty funny um the fact that it talks about robots and a killer robot and also i I love especially defined dancing is one of the like the main members that come from that movie It's beautiful. It's poetic. It's wonderful. And it shows robots falling in love. Who doesn't like that? You know what's crazy? I just realized. What? You don't know the captain's name. That's all we call him. He's just no, the captain. No. No, 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 no. He has a name. What's his name? I don't know. Why <laughs> are you questioning me? You're I'm pretty sure all we, we only no. refer to him as the no. captain. Because no. that's all acts. That's all the uh, autopilot. No. Uh, auto. Captain what's... B. Hold on. Gosh darn it. Good night. Oh, I have to look up Jeff Garland's IMDb because <laughs> I I got partial name and not get the full name. Just so the audience knows, since this is a visual, uh, Tabby's currently Googling. Look, all right. <laughs> we got to make sure that we have accurate information whenever we really want to. <laughs> whenever we want. Sometimes we're just like, hey, whatever. 
Are you kidding me? It's not just Captain. Yes, no, it's just it's Captain. Not. It had a name with it, and then it, it gave didn't. it like, Captain B. McCray. Oh goodness. <laughs> it has a name. He has a name. It doesn't sound he like he does. He has a name. What's it say in the credits? I don't know. <laughs> Would you like to Google it? Because <laughs> you ain't doing nothing. <laughs> oh wow. Ooh. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, while I look this up, my main like Disney film that stuck with me essentially throughout the years is Toy Story. I think that's oh, just like the big first um, introduction I've had to it. And honest to God, it's really great. I just love it. It's very classic. I love Tom Hanks. Oh my God, Tom Hanks is the best. I'd love to chill with him one day. Just, 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 just as friends. Captain B. McCree. McCrea. That's his official name, but they don't call him that in the movie at all. He has a name. <laughs> okay, sorry. He has a name, but they never say it in the movie. He is credited simply as Captain. His only name, his name is only seen on a wall depicting portraits of all the ship's captains, so it does have a name. They just, they just don't care. So I'm it. still right, though. All right, you're right. Okay, all right. We're both right. So, okay, so Toy Story is one of my first like, films, essentially. And one of the other first films I just thought of, actually, was Dumbo. Really? Yeah, I remember the. Not a big um, du- I was never a big Dumbo fan. I love it. Um, I like the original. Uh, I know there's a remake with Danny DeVito, and it's insane. <laughs> I've never, I haven't watched it, so I can't comment on it, obviously. But like, it was interesting to see an animated elephant flying around. But I especially love um, "Baby Mine," which is like one of the first songs that you see in Dumbo, where it's oh. like the the mother elephant is cruising. Yeah, yeah. And then like, I mean, obviously that that film's problematic. Um, just because of the time and yeah. the crows um, depicted, and um, so we don't, we don't, we don't encourage that controversy. But having an elephant discover their true flight is is really nice, and just accept like themselves for themselves is really nice. Um, but Toy Story is more yeah. my top one because making friends is the best thing ever. <laughs> now you're my best friend mm. talking about best friend movies and Disney. <laughs> okay, so. Disney and Pixar films have essentially formulated most of our generation. Obviously, they've been around, Disney's been around forever because their first film was Snow White and Seven Dwarfs in 1937. And that's when they got some new technology where you could actually like draw out different backgrounds and you layer it together and you create a film like that, which was moving pictures at that yeah. point, right? So it was insane. Um, but Disney, you know, I, I thought the concept of growing old with Disney is really interesting just because it's like when we turn 30 in a couple of years, well, we still love Disney as much as we do right now. When we turn 60, you know, in, in a bunch more years, will we still love it as much as we love it right now? Will we, like, watch it with our grandkids and our kids and I just be so. like, that's just, that's the best thing ever, you know? You think so? I yeah. Because, so like, I don't think you really can outgrow Disney. Right. To be completely honest. The movies are just too, cla- they're just too classic. Yeah. Because that's, that's the, that's the, that's Disney's magic right there. Because they make simple movies. These are not over-the-complicated, like, five-page hero journeys nonsense. It's just like, here's the story, point A to point B, and everyone's having a good time. That's what it is. And, like, sometimes, yes, they'll try and get, like, more complicated plots. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it really does. I think a good example of that would probably be... I think think Tangle would be a good example of that. I think so. Yeah, because, like, it starts off with, like, oh, it's just the thief and the Rapunzel starting the girl... Duncan Tower, the original fairy tale. Oh shit, it's like Magic Flower, and then Mother Gothel, which is like a crazy, pretty good. She was a pretty good Disney villain, to be completely honest. She was a really good Disney villain. I love. Um, and then it spawned off. Oh, sorry. Not As I say, then it spawned off the TV show, mm-hmm. which explored the whole new lore that they made for that, mm-hmm. which is insanely good. Which is after she gets to be princess. Yeah. yeah. Which is insane. No, and it's the wedding. Between. Between it's like the show ends with them going to get married. Yeah, it's like it's like this whole like it's just really good. I think that's a good example of that. Yeah, I think also Inside Out is one. I'm yeah. not a huge fan of Inside Out, but I know it starts off with just like a kid who's going through this kind of like maturity stage. I know she's not like a teenager. I but think she's that, getting to it. I think that shows Disney reaching a little too far, trying to Maybe. go my more diverse in their plots mm-hmm. because it's like it was a really fascinating plot. But it just – it didn't really work too well as a kid format. If it was a young adult format, then it probably would have been a much better movie. But because it's like this kid's perspective, I'm like, yeah, I understand it. It's a kid movie, Disney Pixar. But I think it need like it was just a little too 
highbrow dark for children, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, you literally watched like your favorite or like her childhood character disappear and um, yeah. like, fade away. <laughs> like away. her fucking personality. Her. Like, like so in her mind. Scary. Like her mind, like her little island that are her personality just literally crumbling. And she's um, falling into this like depression. I feel like, like they get back with being like, look, here's a great memory. Like remember it. And yeah. it's like, oh, everything's solved. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I was like, all right, well, <laughs> okay. And I mean, obviously like we're covering this topic for Grow Gold. Obviously Disney is still making kids movies that yeah. are enjoyable enough for adults and enjoyable enough for us young adults who are kind of the in-betweener of being like we don't have kids yet or we're not children anymore right. you know and honestly god i think that's just gonna help keep producing more disney movies as long as they have ideas and as long as they have yeah. imagineers i say think day, they'll get it especially well that's disney movies i think disney television though yeah. is really hitting its perfect stride yeah. because it started with let's be honest it started with gravity falls alex hirsch Craig Gravity Falls. It started off as the fun kid show, but then quickly evolved into this like super great mystery, like almost horror, dark storytelling. Mm-hmm. And that's like kind of just set a new present in like Disney television. Like um, Amphibia started off the exact same way. And Amphibia is currently one of the highest rated shows right now. Yeah. Next to Owl House. Those two shows are exactly the same. They're like, oh, it's fun and kiddie stuff, but young adults like you and me can watch it and see this like ridiculously good story. Like just sitting there and children not even realizing and disney is reaching into different topics as well mm-hmm. where they're including more things that are like societal issues so like lgbtq plus yeah. communities being involved and being shown and defined from these shows or having these kind of like underlying themes of like depression and like mental health issues that you could face as like a young adult and a teenager and everything like that so it it's really interesting i mean honestly disney's never been perfect with all of these different yeah. ideas and, and i think anyone is because we live in an ever-evolving world where, you know, things are right, things are wrong. Mm-hmm. I think that you have to just find the middle ground and kind of go with it to accept everybody and be polite, you know? Yeah. And sometimes Disney, they will um, not like like a LGBTQ plus issues being resolved in um, Gravity Falls, but they'll produce those kind of things in Owl House as like a secret right. undertone that maybe is not uprooting kids' fantasies, but is still there. Oh, Owl House is definitely a brooding kids' fantasies. I mean, every kid grows up with this like PG magical fairy world, and you go to you go watch Owl House. It's like dark and creepy and kind of disgusting. It's almost this Invader Zim type of thing. It's like one of my favorite scenes is like like the witch uh, Eda the Owl Lady asks like, oh, "Where do you think magic comes from?" And Lucy's like, "Oh, the heart." She's like, "You're right." She pulls up this diagram. She's like, "There's a little. There's this big sack. And it's like this big disgusting green sack, like oh, almost connect, connected God. to a witch's heart. That's where their magic comes from." But like, <gasps> what the fuck? Does oh, they, like, kid show. <laughs> and I just realized something what? on the recording end. Why are we wearing our headphones since we're not getting hey, audio hey, hey. and we're just using I the microphones? Want to. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna take hey, mine off because that way I can regulate my voice better. That's fine. Um, so what what kind of elements do you believe, in your personal opinion, um, help Disney reach a broader audience? Like plot, soundtrack, nostalgia factors. Um, what do you think's really hitting that point? I think it's more of. I don't think it's really any of that. I think it's more of Disney finally letting these storytellers tell the stories they want they're kind of take starting to take a backseat and like perfectly controlling the media because that's kind of what they've been doing for the last couple of years and it just wasn't really working mm-hmm. like what was the last good disney xd show that you said before gravity falls it's like i have to watch this when the next episode comes out i need to know what happens because yeah. they had that they had that spell where it was like the disney xd live action shows which some of them were okay but some of them were bad but the problem was disney was limiting too much to the kid factor like oh this needs to be kid because we want to market it and stuff like this and now it seems like alex hirsch helps them realize hey if we do this dual type of storytelling we have the kid humor in the foreground but in the background for the older older audience the old young adult to adult audience like adult disney fans they're gonna get a really good story out of it so that means kids can which is also a double-edged sword because then kids like when these kids grow up and maybe they go on Disney Plus. Oh, I remember the show. Go and watch it. Like, holy crap! This is like this incredible story. I never realized when I was a kid. And that's, yeah. I think that's Disney's kind of new magic right now. Mm-hmm. They're realizing that they need to tell stories in a more organic way now, instead of just limiting it to like, uh, like bulletin points on a freaking screen. Yeah. 
We have to hit A, B, and C. Yeah, they're not. They're clearly not doing that right now. Our house is like I think a great example though, because now they're fully exploring like uh, LGB stuff now. LGBTQ. Yeah, because now you have two main characters. One of them, Amity, she's confirmed to be gay, Mm -hmm. like one hundred percent lesbian. But the human loose, uh, the second main character, she's bi. Mm -hmm. So. Like then that can be like some interesting dramatic storytelling. Which is including and also including a certain like marginalized you know society. Yeah. You know, group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I gotta think of it. <laughs> or the better word. I was just like it's like society oh. groups. <laughs> yeah. Something else that I think that's really helping Disney right now is they are no longer focusing on making shows that's gonna run for like fifty seasons like SpongeBob. Yeah. Like everyone loves Our House. It only has this season. One more season. That's it. It's only getting three seasons, the rest of this season. And then the third season is going to be a series of like almost like 30 to 40 minute specials. Mm -hmm. That's it. Then our house is done. Mm -hmm. And Amphibia is possibly going to be doing the same. They're going to do their third season. um, Depending how far they get, I believe, is whether or not the Lex Amphibia will either be another mini series episode, like mini special uh, episodic thing, or if it's going to be just an Amphibia movie. I'm kind of hoping for the Amphibia movie because that would be really cool. Because I think Amphibia is like, okay, I'm not going to lie. My favorite thing about Amphibia is it's such an homage to Castle in the Sky. It's yeah. ridiculous. You haven't watched it, so I don't want to spoil it too yeah. much. Don't spoil it because I know it just like it's had, you know. I will say this. If there. you look and if you don't like this, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> if you watch Studio Ghibli's Castle in the Sky, you're going to be really happy with where Amphibia goes. Also, if you watch Studio Ghibli in general, you'll like it. Yeah. <laughs> they make really if you don't like, if you don't, if you don't like Studio Ghibli, something, there's something fucking wrong. No, with people could not write it, like it because of like animation or the storylines. Or the so good settings movie. Like um, I think though, an element that's kind of like bringing Disney down a little bit in terms of films is remakes. Yeah. Remakes. I know. Okay. Certain remakes can need to be remade. Like Aladdin. A lot yeah. need to be remade so it can be politically correct with yeah. the, the correct well, kind of... Well, I would argue that it wasn't really being more politically correct. I, I would argue that it was being more, like, culturally correct. Culturally correct. That's what because, I'm Because... And that's what I'm hating because that's actually a really good misconception because everyone's like, oh, it needs to be more politically correct. No, it's not being politically correct. It's, it's being culturally, culturally correct. correct. When you watch the original Latin movie, it is nowhere close to the actual culture that it takes place. Not even close. That's what I loved about it. I liked the new Aladdin. I liked the Aladdin reboot. Yeah. yeah, it was mad story-wise, mm-hmm. but I like the fact that Genie actually had this like really interesting personality. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just this fun, magical guy. It was like this real down-to-earth, mm-hmm. like he's been doing this for thousands of years, old wise man, mm-hmm. like in the hero's journey. Like he played the role of the wise man, old man. I'm like, I really enjoyed that. Jafar kind of had some weird backstory, but at least he had a backstory. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of Jasmine's character, I won't lie. Can I, can I tell you something? What? I don't think they let Will Smith be enough Will Smith. Yeah, I've seen him in like back in. He could have been a lot. He could have been a lot. And he, I, I feel like someone blocked him in. Yeah, I don't know why. I will agree with that. I think it's his character. I really, I really do hope that they go and reboot the other two Aladdin movies because those, there's no way they can make it be worse than the original. Because Return of Jafar and King of Thieves were just bad movies. They were that's just why they were direct to home. Yeah, movies. that's why they were direct to home. That's so why I'm hoping. Yeah, so I mean, they can't. The bar is pretty low. I don't think they can fuck up that bad. Okay, so we've talked. I mean, like, I think Aladdin was a good option, right? Yeah. I think like other ones, like they did like Cinderella, and they're they've done uh, not reboot, but like they've done Cruella, and they're doing like backstories. Well, Cinderella. That's not bad. Cinderella was interesting because that's not technically a reboot. That was just a live action. I know that was a remake. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Sorry. And Cruella, like. This is something that's actually trending in Disney that I'm really hating. Because that was kind of the magic with a lot of these classic Disney villains. We don't need to know their fucking backstories. We don't. I don't care what Corella's weird-ass backstory is. And, like, they made her, like, possibly, like... No. I think they made her... Tried to make her LGB or no, something? No, 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 no. That was her friend. That was her friend? Okay. I, it's yeah. her- I haven't seen the movie. And I'm just, I'm just repeating That's why the- we're not saying anything. Yeah, okay. We ain't gonna talk about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. What but- I think didn't need to happen... The Lion King remake. What about it? <laughs> it didn't need to happen. No, it absolutely didn't. <laughs> why are we? Why are we animating? I think it's because animals? I think it's because <laughs> I think it's in response to like how well the Jungle Book, like the live action Jungle Book, did. That hasn't come out yet, though. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it did. Yeah, you're right. But it wasn't really well received. No, it wasn't. 
But the thing that people loved about it was the animal anime, like the animal CGI in it was fantastic. I loved it. it was yeah. And I don't like, I liked, uh, ah, what was his name? The king, the monkey. Uh, you make me Google everything. <laughs> you don't have to Google it. I mean, no, like, I'm going to. I loved his. I loved his portrayal of it because it was like, I felt like God was more in tune to both the book and like who he would really be like in person. <laughs> like I don't like that he was like this giant like King Kong size. King Louie. King Louie. Which is Christopher Walken. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> you love Christopher Listen, Walken. <laughs> one of my favorite things about it is Christopher Walken does the cover of. Um, uh, the monkey like song. I want to be like you. Yeah, I want to be like you. And he does it so fucking brilliantly. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, it's like it's in that old man, like, groveled, like, wise voice. It's like, it's really good. An old man playing an old man. Wow, what a shock. <laughs> All right. So, um, so Disney has built a conglomerate of different films. And obviously, I can't even calculate how many Disney films and projects are out there because it's just... It's amassed to about like a thousand, like thousands, essentially, right? I would yeah. say, I would say it's thousands. I'm not entirely certain because they've also like a com, like they've they've accumulated different things like Fox News or I'm sorry, Fox, you know, different kind of films yeah. uh, and TV shows. They've had Touchstone, Hollywood Pictures, Disney Movie Tunes, and among other things that they're purchasing to this conglomerate. Now, honestly, yeah. it's dangerous to have this big of a conglomerate. Um, and it sometimes doesn't work out for different series, and it doesn't work out for different yeah. film series and everything like that. Star Wars working at you. Um, well, <laughs> I'm joking. I mean, I'm, I'm, I feel like we could fill up a whole podcast episode. I, I will say this. We'll discuss Star Wars. It's like I will say this. I don't think it's really Disney's fault where Star Wars is going. I think it's it, it's 100 percent their fault that they're not stepping in to fix it because uh, everyone agrees the leadership who's running it is just doing a really bad job. Well, it's not in fact that's like it's such a bad job. Like okay. I can kind of get with the story. My problem is they have already pre-set out lore. And we're not talking like Mandalorian. We're talking about yeah. s- uh, sequel movies. That's all. Yeah. That's what we're, we're talking about. We're talking about the three, the three like, latest movies. Like Clone Wars is great. And, you know, um, obviously Mandalorian's great. Yeah. And the Bad Batch is good. But like... It's uh, only the watch that. Huh? It's only the watch that. I know. It's it's right, it's right new. So we're getting into it. But um, I will say that there was set out lore in all of the three sequels that was just ignored. And yeah. people were just like... And I think that's kind of... That kind of that actually kind of illustrates the point that we were just making about we not need to know about these villains' backstories. It's kind of going the same way with Star Wars. It's these quote unquote new generation of writers who aren't really writers. Like if you look at the history of these people running Star Wars, they have no fucking writing experience whatsoever. Mm-hmm. They don't write for sci-fi. They never written for sci- Star Wars. Not to mention, like I think one or two of them have never even seen Star Wars before they started working on Lucas. Which I'm like, how the fuck do you put someone in charge who never watched Star Wars? In charge of fucking Star Wars. So, I think that's the problem. They're putting these people almost like with millennial attitudes. Like, oh. No, no, no. Just like the general, like, stereotype millennial thing. Like, oh, I'm in charge now, so I need to make it my own thing because it's my thing now. And that's kind of like, and that's what's kind of happening, especially in the writing community. I've seen a lot happen. It's happening all over the place. And I will blame Disney for being a part of that because they're letting it happen. They need to step in and say, hey, Stop. That's not a good story. That doesn't represent our brand because that's I mean, that's the easiest way to get people to stop. That doesn't represent our brand. Exactly. That's all you have to say. I mean, it's just so unfair that like you have already the set out lore that's been built up yeah. by years of other people working on it to create this fantasy world and then you throw it all out the window because they're just like, oh, but I want this character to be yeah. this way. I want this character to be super powerful with the force but having no idea of what the actual force right. means and then trying to like define it but never really defining it in this film. Yeah. So... Anyways, we'll discuss Star Wars. We'll, we'll do it. We'll probably do an episode. We'll do a whole. We'll probably do a episode. whole episode. We're going to be studied up. You, you can't come at us and be like, "How dare you speak on Star Wars and be wrong about X, Y, Z?" We are going to be studied up to the max. We're going to read all the lore books and we will be prepared. I won't have to Google a thing unless Mike brings up something that's abstract, right? I'll try not to bring up the old Republic too That's, much. I, yeah, exactly. We'll watch all the shows. We'll watch all the movies. We will d- go through the whole timeline. We will watch the sequels, prequels, and yeah. everything in between. Um, so anyways, so we have some like different... I think Disney's really cool on building up different types of series and different types of genres of films. Because we have like the general princess films, right? Mm-hmm. We have general like sci-fi action films. Which is like mm. Avengers and Star Wars and everything like that. We have some slice of life 
films. Yeah. We have some that are a little like goofy and stuff like that, like Flubber and Honey and Shrunk Kids, you know. And and we just got like the general like animated films where it's obviously yeah. like it could be real life, but also could not be. Kind of thing. You know, it's really weird now that you yeah. say that because it's actually a really interesting point. They, Disney's pretty much explored almost every aspect of um, science fiction, yeah. except one. You want to take a guess of which science fiction? Let's think of classic science fiction tropes. Just classic ones. They've done space. They've done like experimentation. God, do I want to take a stab at this? Mm. I'll give you a hint. It was popularized. It was pop. It was made popular. This genre was made very popular by H.G. Wells. H.G. Wells. Oh God. It's one of his most well-known books. Gonna slow Google because <laughs> I'm not sure what you're talking about. Uh, Time travel? Yes, actually. Wow, I did it. Yeah. <laughs> if you look at Disney's category, this they've only done really one movie of time travel. Yeah. Like one of like you can count like I think there was the movie Minute Man that was on television. I don't really count that because oh, that was a television. Man. That was oh, a television movie. Oh my god, that, that was, was like D, that was a decom kind of film. Yeah. <laughs> but like, if you look at it, like I think it's really only Minute Man and Meet the Robinsons. Oh, yeah, Meet the Robinsons. Which is such an underrated film. That movie oh, is so brilliant. So great soundtrack, great characters, great story, great animation. I love the animation of Meet the Robinsons. I feel like, though, Disney has to battle, because, like, back, um, I just looked it up and I still didn't even look about it. One of the most popular movies, though, movie series, is Back to the Future, yeah. owned by Universal Studios. Yeah. How is Disney going to compete with that when it's already that's set very, up? And that's kind of the thing. Like, that's the problem. Like, Universal actually controls the majority of like all the time machine movies. Like, Bill and Ted, I think, is Universal as well. Let me check. I think it's. I'm not I sure. think it's Universal and Hot Tub Time Machine is Universal as well. <laughs> I hate to say that, but that's like a fucking cult classic for some reason. Um, yeah, so like Bill and Ted, uh, Hot Tub Time Machine, and then the only other like. And then technically Doctor Who, which is BBC, mm-hmm. but they kind of work. But that's kind of HBO as well, because here in the States, HBO mm-hmm. holds the broadcasting rights and some crap like that. Um, but yeah, like Back to the Future really set a really good precedent. Like mm-hmm. it's hard to compete with stuff I like that. I think that's probably why they won't touch it. They won't touch. I really wish they would, because like we really do need another good time travel. Movie. I'm sorry. Um, Bill and Ted Face Music is, is from Orion Pictures. Oh, that's Face the Music, though. <laughs> I've never even heard of Orion Pictures. I don't know. You sure that's right? I'm Googling production companies. Is that wrong? I don't know. Uh, you take the film, you figure it out. <laughs> I, it's not that I am not tech savvy. I'm just attempting to figure out on the fly what to Google it as. And I put Bill and Ted, and I put film production company to see who's backing it. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, we've had like a lot of different. I mean, okay, I never really okay. Can I can I explain? Yeah. I've never really watched an Avengers film until uh, Avengers: Infinity War. Okay. I've never. I okay. Not not that I've never seen one, right? You really I've didn't seen, need to watch the. Uh, that's the thing with Avengers. You really the only one you needed to see was if you were going to watch them was really um, Infinity War and Endgame because yeah. you have to watch Infinity War and understand right. what the hell's going on. But like you don't necessarily need to watch the first Avengers to understand right. Infinity War. But, like, I don't watch anything. I watched Thor 1 and Thor 2, and I watched Ant-Man, and then Ant-Man the Wasp. Okay. I have never watched any other films. I know people, like, I've, I've like, talked to those people. Like, I don't think it really matters. People were just like, you've never seen, like, Iron Man? No, it doesn't matter. I, I mean, if you, like, if you still like the movie or... without watching the others, I mean, that's perfectly fine. And I watched, like, Black Panther. Black Panther was really good. I love uh, Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman, Rest in Peace. He'll miss you forever. Mm-hmm. You were a pleasant man on this earth, wholesome as hell. God, I miss you. But I did watch, like, you know, a couple of different films, but I've never been really, like, the same way that I don't like the exploding car films of Transformers. You mean Michael I'm not Bay a films? huge. Yeah, Michael Bay films. Well, I mean, Transformers series and everything like that. That's Michael Bay. I, films. I know, I understand it's Michael Bay's film. I understand. But, like, I, I just, I've never really gotten into, like, the superhero thing. And also, I don't like where superheroes are going. I feel like superheroes are too perfect. Like, like it's just, it's either very simple plots, or like, they're just like, oh, we're the best person ever. Or like, okay. Oh, okay. Maybe you do need to watch some of the, right. <laughs> the Marvel films. 
Because, like, Captain America is seen as, like, this perfect dude. And I was like, all right. But... but That's literally the whole point of his second movie. Which is soldiers, like, he realizes he's not perfect. He's faced with that, like, challenge. Especially in Iron Man. Like, Iron Man 2 and 3, like, hit him, like, really hard. Like, Iron Man 2, he's hit with, like, mortality really hard. Because he's dying because of his own little arc reactor. And in the third movie, he's, like, facing PTSD from the New York incident from the first Avengers. So, like... They they're very humanized, and I am. Right. But I understand what you're saying because that's what you're saying is definitely part of DC. Mm-hmm. They're making their character heroes like way too fucking perfect. I mean, like, okay, I liked watching what was it? It's a Superman movie, and I can't remember what point it was. It was most recent, and it's got Henry Cavill in it. Ooh. Man of Steel. Ooh, Man of Steel. There we go. And it's pre preface to you know Superman versus Batman, right? And um. I just liked it because he fails. He loses his, like his own family member, especially because yeah. like, his dad dies in a tornado, and his dad's like, "No, you stay there, and I'm gonna I'm gonna die." Essentially, I was like, "No, it's not good." And then he's just like, he fails, and he gets seen as like a piece of shit because he's like, "How dare you destroy our small town, America? Yeah. Get out of here, you monster!" You know, and and Batman fails because we have a whole Dark Knight trilogy. Oh yeah, and. Dark Knight what? trilogy, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess until those two films, yeah. that's no longer true. But before those two films, I mean, every Batman movie was like that. He was always the perfect detective. He oh, never really the best. Oh, yeah, the best. same with Superman. Like, oh, it was the best. Of the, it's just like that's kind of where Marvel did really well. Like they added mortality to these mm-hmm. characters, like real world like problems and issues. Where in like fucking DC's universe, it's like just emotional nonsensical drama. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I watch, like, Spider-Man movies. I'm not, I'm not, I, I love Tobey Maguire. Andrew Garfield King is kind of meh, you yeah. know? It, it's, the acting was so weird to yeah, me. it was. Oh, I just watched him and Emma Stone. I was like, you guys should like each other. And you should have a huge crush on you. But he's just kind of like, yeah, I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I'm Spider-Man. And Spider-Man, Emma Stone also dies. <laughs> She actually gets splat on the ground. That was such oh, a fucked up my scene. God. That was such a oh, fucked up God. scene. Oh, God. I, I, I always heard of that scene, and then I finally like sat down and watched the second one. Because I watched the first one by my own, and I watched the second one by myself. I was like, her head just hit concrete. <laughs> it's just what? Yeah, it's <laughs> such God. a bad scene. Oh, it was like, it's no, such a you horrible killed scene. <laughs> You killed the love interest. What are you doing? <laughs> I think it was because it was like, this is, bef- I think the problem with the Amazing Spider-Man is it didn't realize it can have as much fun as it wanted. It wanted to go with the very, very original comics where that did happen. He had a crush on Gwen, uh, Gwen Stacy. She died and then he eventually ends up with MJ. Yeah. Because he still had a crush on MJ, but when, when Stacy was gone, you know, yeah. that happened. Oh, so I think that's what they didn't realize that they could have like, Obviously, held that out a bit, a little bit longer. You know, we always love them into the Spider Verse. That's hands down the Spider Man, which is sad. That's not highly rated. Yeah, what? It was when it came out. Yeah, but still, it's not popular. I don't know because, like, a lot of people don't like. I know. Yeah, they got a lot of shit for. Being an anime film, I'm like, go oh, fuck yourself. Which I kind of get because, like, if you look at the art style, it may not be everybody's. You know, uh, my sex. problem is. Okay, here's my this is my counter argument to like why oh why would I do animation? Explain to me how the fuck you're gonna do that movie in live action. Please explain oh, to me. It's beautiful. Please ex- please explain to Nick me how Cage you're gonna do it. Yeah. And John Mulaney and um, please explain to me how you're gonna do all that in CGI. Quiet. Oh, this is great. Oh, her comic is dark. Yeah. It's like yeah. her spider like her role as Spider Man is like I mean, I love just the detail. Yeah. It was a comic book. Yeah. On a film. That was the and whole point the of the movie. Point. That was the whole point of the movie. And I hate that people are like, oh, it should be live action. Like, no, should. No. Absolutely should not have. I think we should make it more animated. We can I honestly think that Spider-Man, I honestly am in the boat that I don't think Spider-Man movies should be live action, to be completely honest. They just look way, it's just way better yeah. animated. Mainly due to the fact is the villains could be more like over the top, awesome. Like that was one of the problems with uh, Sp- Amazing Spider-Man. Like, I think if that movie was animated, the main villain, the electrical dude, would have looked a lot better. He would have been a lot cooler. I think a lot also, more. We put it in live action, and we did uh, Spider Man 3. Yeah. With Tobey Maguire, and you have the Sandman. Oh, oh it looks so weird. The animation. Same with Venom. Same with Venom. But I love Venom. I like, I like the Venom. <laughs> huh? 
the the main character is fabulous. I love him. Oh, I like actually. I love Venom for the fact that it includes like your heroes can be losers. Oh, um, yeah. I'm not talking about the movie. I was talking about Venom in Spider Man Three. I'm sorry. It's okay. I forgot. (laughs) I was saying like Venom, like the symbiote in Spider Man Three was so fucking weird. Yeah. Like it was, and the thing is, it's kind of something I kind of like as well because of like it looked alien. It was like it wasn't like this gooey stuff. It was like this. Weird ass thing you can't really describe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess that is that. Where is that? I love Venom. We always love Venom. <laughs> Tom Hardy really shows that like you can have a loser hero, yeah, and be a hero nonetheless. And I know like this story is more about like his personal life, and then getting the symbiote, and then being yeah. like, let's get it out of his body. And this evil man is just like, I'm gonna deliver. <laughs> I'm gonna deliver these symbiotes. Uh, into into Earth essentially, so like you could come down and like you could take over and shit like that, right? And and I know the plot was kind of everywhere. I know Tom Hardy was amazing, <laughs> in my opinion. But like, oh god, it was just so good. It was so nice. I just love it. Okay, and then Tom Holland is yeah. Tom Holland. Um, I love Far From Home, Jake Gyllenhaal. I love how he is so trusting, and then just just. Turns it around right there, yeah. and I know like it was probably like you could pre- you pre- project it the, 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 the words, like you could predict it. Yeah, obviously because there's no other villain besides this like mysterious thing that's a serious force. But here's the th- here's my biggest problem with like Far From Home. Mm-hmm. Like I like how no one rose a red flag to this happening whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like. They were like, hey, like and not only that, like Friday, <laughs> Friday didn't realize, like, hey, wait a minute, that's a guy who didn't like like Tony Stark at all. Yeah, he fired him because wait, of it. Wait, like, wait. he's an ex Stark employee. He's not some guy from another dimension. He worked with the aliens who were taking over Samuel L. Jackson's body and his assistant, yeah, um, which is Robin from How I Met Your Mother. I'm sorry, I don't remember. I, I think that's I think that's the plot explanation why. He got so far is because that wasn't the real Nick they, Fury. Yeah, because they didn't notice. Because the real Nick Fury would have been like, like, shut the fuck up. Ah, he's, he's fun. He's cool. <laughs> I did love that one. One of my favorite lines in that movie is like, bitch, you've been to space. <laughs> but also I like it. I like how they're tying in the multiverse theory, obviously. Yeah. But it, it, they tapped on it. And then they just kind of left it, which I guess will focus on. Uh, in the next one. In the next one. I really wish they dropped the fucking, um, the stupid titles. Uh, no. You got... I mean, Homecoming, Far From Home, and then I think what was the what's um, the next one? It it has home in it. I know that. I look it up. Uh, I I didn't actually mind Homecoming because it kind of related to no, yeah, being that was school. fine. But then Far From Home was like okay, that's and uh, and now the new one title is I think it's really stupid. Can't go home. Can't go home. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No way home. No way home. No way home. Fuck off. No way home. No way home. <laughs> I mean, that kind of... I feel like that also makes fun of the movie a bit. I feel like one of them's not going to be able to go home. Because there's three Spider-Mans in this next one. You think it's Ned? Ned's going to die. The friend. <laughs> Ned the friend. <laughs> he will become the next... He'll become the, the fourth Spider-Man. No, I, I, I would, <laughs> if I was to guess, if it was one of the Spider-Mans, it would probably be... Um, not the Ian e. McGuire, the Amazing Spider-Man. Probably yeah. will be able to go home. Because oh, everyone likes Ian e. McGuire. <laughs> So everyone's Toby like McGuire. Toby McGuire. Sorry, like Ian. sorry, Jesus. my bad. We have Andrew Garfield. No, Andrew Garfield's not going in. Well, Willem Dafoe is supposed to be in there. Really? Yeah, they're they're bringing back Green Lantern. No, not Green. <laughs> that was oh not Green. Oh my god, Green Goblin! <laughs> Green Goblin. <laughs> Green, guys. Green Lantern, guys. Green Lantern and Marvel movie. Ultimate crossover. DC and Marvel. Green Lantern. Awesome. <laughs> Let's go. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, Green Goblin. Green Goblin. See, it's bad enough I have to Google stuff because I forget. <laughs> it's worse that I just say things be like, yes, the Green Lantern guy. <laughs> this is why we make That's right, guys. Green Lantern's the one on the hoverboard that throws Look, the deadly all right, pumpkins. All right. Listen, Willem Dafoe is great. No one understands why he does that. Cause... Now, is he Dafoe or DeFriend? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> that silence is just like get away from me. <laughs> well, guys, I won't be returning the next one. <laughs> Mike's gonna pay a fire. He's gonna fire me and replace me with the friend, <laughs> not the whole. Replace you, my dog. 
Winston has better opinions than I do. <laughs> He's more fact-based. Uh, can we know. talk about how uh, the steaks in the fridge are not being eaten right now? <laughs> it's just like, there's cheese in the fridge currently. Not being fed to me. What is that about? <laughs> What's up with that? What's up with that, Dan? What's up with that? All right. Um, so we have lots of different Disney films coming from our past. They're now like about 20 years old. Can you imagine? We've lived on this earth for, you've lived on this earth for almost 25 years. I've lived here for 24 years. Yay. And there's all these movies like The Brave Little Toaster and Atlantis. Oh, and, I love Brave Little and Toaster. And Oliver and Company. And it's very early Disney. And it's it's insane, but like it's great. And I love those films. I know they aren't, I don't know why they're not rated well. Maybe stories. Maybe it's weird. This is my. <laughs> Do you well, remember Brave Little Toaster? Yeah, I love Brave Little Toaster. Well, that's the thing, though. Brave Little Toaster, I don't think had the, I don't have, think it came out in theaters. I think it was straight. I think it was straight to VHS. I, I know the second or third oh, one was. Crazy enough, there's three three Brave Little Toasters. A lot of people don't know that. There's um, it was Brave Little Toaster. I don't remember the other two names. One of them was caught where they went with the dude to college. Third one was about the their. The human's baby being kidnapped okay. and taken the bars. Brave Little Toaster was um, released in, th- in theaters. Wow. May 31st, 1989. Jesus. And then the initial DV release was in September 2nd, 20, uh, 2003. My God. Brave Little Toaster goes <laughs> goes to Mars. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Fox Fox and the Hound, too. Rescuers, Down Under, and mm. the Rescuers. Rescuers um, again. What was the one? <sighs> Great Mouse Detective. Great Mouse Detective is one of my... Is definitely if I were to make a list of like top underrated Disney movies, Grand Mouse Detectives is my number one spot. To be honest, mm-hmm. it is such a great movie. Hold on, The Brave Little Toaster to the Rescue was That's, the second one. Yeah, and then Brave Little Toaster to the Mars. God, Jesus! I've seen like pictures of it show up, like of the Brave Little Toaster, and I can't remember a single scene from it. <laughs> I don't remember anything. But the, these films are coming up on like, like twenty twenty five year releases and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's just insane. Um, so, <laughs> all right. Um, so, what we have here, Mike, is a little list. <laughs> you have any other topics you want to discuss <laughs> in the meantime? Um, <laughs> yeah, at the moment. Lasting moments. Okay. I have this little list. I just want to score. This is an arbitrary list. I just found it. I Googled the first thing that came to us, and it was the top, like, 25 movies <laughs> Rated by whatever site I found this on. I, I found this on, like, the 1st of June. <laughs> it is the 14th of June. I don't remember exactly where I got this from, but whatever. So we're just going to score out of 10, right? And I just want to give, like, a quick score. Just, like, like you think about it. Okay. Give you the title. Just give me a number. Your general, like, I was, I kind of rated these already just so I, I just calculate them a lot faster. All right. And we don't say them at this. I, I mean, I'll say my score, but, like, I wanted to, like, I think it was generous. I was generous in giving my answers. Generous. 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 Look, all right, I have mumbles. I, have <laughs> I got the mumbles. mumbles. Okay. Sorry about the little stutter there. Looks like we had some technical issues. Thank you, OBS. Okay, we're back on. All right, so just this arbitrary list of 25 movies, and just give me a general number, right? I'm sorry. I'm try- I, I don't want to burp. <laughs> I have it. It's coming up, and I'm like, I'm trying to just quietly get rid of it, but now it, it's shy, and it doesn't want to come out. Anyways, I'm sorry. Fun. I'm gross. I know. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. All right. We're just going to read up. All right. Ready, set, Nine. go. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Uh, eight. 101 Dalmatians. Seven. Fantasia. The original Fantasia? Yeah. Uh, Not Fantasia 2000 or something like that. Or 19. Five. Five, okay. Uh, Cinderella. Nine. Okay. Beauty and the Beast. Or we're talking OG movies. Not yeah. Ones. Okay. Nine. Nine. Ten. Lion King. Ten. Oh, God. Little Mermaid. Ten. Uh, Princess and the Frog. Ten. <laughs> God. Mighty Ducks. Five. I haven't been saying Amos worse. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, we can go back through. We'll go back through anyways. Uh, remember the Titans? Ten. Ten? Oh, that was a good movie. Mary Poppins? Eight. Old Yeller? I've never seen her. Oh, okay, so zero. We'll just go with zero score. Ratatouille? 
Nine. Okay. Inside out. Seven. God, you're really generous. <laughs> Finding Nemo. Nine. Toy Story. Ten. Moana. Ten. Okay. Frozen. Zero. <laughs> One to ten. <laughs> One to ten. Uh, okay, I'll be a little bit more generous there. Four. Oh, wow. That's really generous. Zootopia. I'll give that a solid nine. Jesus, you're so nice. Honey, I shrunk the kids. Ten. Ten. Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. Don't remember watching. Okay, so I'll take the one. Uh, Avengers Endgame. Endgame, nine. Okay. Black Panther. I don't think I've seen it. Surprisingly. I, I saw it. Uh, Coco. Coco, ten. Ten. And Mulan. Mulan? Mulan. Eight. Mike, talk about something while I calculate scores. Uh, I liked your reaction to my Frozen. Oh yeah, okay, because like you, we we know we don't love it. We don't love this film. Look, you want to discuss? I'll go with my little Frozen run while she does her scores. The reason why I'm most opposed to Frozen is I hate the way it was made. They have this really interesting Disney story written, wrote one song, rewrote the whole fucking movie, and just did it in like the worst way possible. Because if you're not a child and you go back and watch Frozen, it's a bad movie. The plot doesn't make any sense. The villains are bad. Like, the villain has, like, no real purpose in the movie whatsoever. He does. (laughs) He shows up in, like, the first five minutes. He shows up, like, 15 minutes into the film, does a song, and then does not show up again until the end, trying to kill her for some stupid reason. No, it makes sense, because he's trying to use her for power. Yeah. Because nobody's there to get Because their parents die. First off, I'm mad as hell. I am mad as fuck about the fact that people are making this, like, dumb bullshit of saying, oh, the parents from Frozen survived a, a crash of their ship and ended up becoming the parents of Tarzan. So far, as an employee from Disney, like Disney Animations mm-hmm. and shit, confirmed it. I was like, you're all stupid. First yeah. off. Their hair that, is completely different. Well, here's the thing. That's why I hate the Frozen team. They're just sellouts. Yeah, They're fucking sellouts. I don't think it's the whole team. I just think, like, it did. It's the whole team. The whole team approves of that attitude. It's like... I don't... I know, like, we have the Disney theories, right? It's just... It's so ridiculous to just try and link in older films. Yeah, like, you don't need to, people. We don't need to. Now, granted, there's some things where it's like, okay, they have the Pixar theory for every little bit, you know. And, and Disney actually does really smart. They would put um, future Disney films or future Pixar films like coming out. Um, they put little details, right? Yeah. So they put like the good dinosaurs on a poster and a movie before it because it's coming out soon. Right? Yeah. And that's really smart. I like the idea of like you know campaigning for your film before that campaign happens. For that film happens. You know, like, you know what's really funny? What? There are people out there who still don't know what a a thirteen a one thirteen means, mm-hmm. and it like pops up in almost every every Pixar film. Yeah. It's like. It's the like, initial like it's studio. the classroom that all the pic- all yeah. the all the all the heads met, and it's like it's a really cool homage. And they worked on a lot of stuff, and it's even like sometimes like in the Simpsons and stuff too. Yeah, or like it'll be in like cartoons. Because it's on. the reason why is it's actually very widespread because that's actually the most common room at Cal Arts mm-hmm. where people go and learn this shit, mm-hmm. and like that's why it's like it's also a little famous, a little famous. All right, you want to know the top one? Okay. The top movie was nineteen. Which was? Which is Toy Story. Okay. Um, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs got a 13 because my score was a 5. Okay. 101 Dalmatians got a 15 because my score was an 8. Um, Fantasia got a 14 because my score was 9. I fucking love Fantasia. Okay. I love it. It's where the dancing, like, hippo. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of it. I like the Mickey, like, Sorcerer Mickey. Yeah. I love that, but uh, everything else, eh? Uh, Cinderella is a 14 because I had a 5. Beauty and the Beast was a 15, because I had a 6. I, I mean, I love... I like the Disney princess films, because obviously taught little girls how to be little girls. Yeah. And, like, when you look as an adult, you're like, wow, <laughs> there's a whole lot of fucked up things <laughs> going on in these Disney films. As to quote Bo Burnham, uh, Cinderella teaches you that it doesn't matter where you come from as long as you're incredibly hot. <laughs> you know, you'll find out as you So, it, it's just very funny. I like... The princess films, but now looking at them as adult, I'm like, all right, I think we're good. I don't think we need to redo these films. I don't think we need more. I don't think we need it to be podcast anywhere. 
Lion King got 17, because I was a 7 and a 10. Um, Little Mermaid got 15, because I had a 5. Princess and the Frog had 18, because I had an 8. Mighty Ducks had a 12, because I had a 7. Uh, Remember the Titans was an 18, because I had an 8. Mary Poppins was a 14, because I had a 6. Old Yeller was a 6, because I had a 5. You didn't remember, so I gave it a base score of 1. If I go 1, 10, right? Ratatouille got a 15, because I had a 6. Inside Out got a 10, because I had a 3. Uh, Finding Nemo got 16, because I had a 7. Toy Story is obviously 19, because I got a 9 and a 10. Moana is 16, because I got a 6. Frozen is a 10, because I had a 6. Zootopia is a 14, because I got a 5. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is 17, with a score of 7. Uh, Incre- Homeward Bound Incredible Journey is a 10, because you didn't see it, and I had a base of 9. Um, Avengers Endgame is 17, because I had a base of 8. Black Panther is an 8, because I had a score of 7. Coco is an 18, because I had a score of 8. And Mulan got a solid 16, because we both voted 8 on it. And, like... Mo- what was the point of this? It's just a fun. Okay. Just to, like... I, I just took this arbitrary list, and I just wanted to see, out of this, this list of 25, what we think the top movie is. Which is Toy Story. Because we got an almost perfect score for that. Granted, I didn't score anything with a 10, just because I don't think, like, any of these are technically yeah, perfect. I think I only gave one 10, right? No, you didn't. Oh. One, two, I gave uh, three, four, four uh, five, I gave six, a lot of seven, tens. eight, eight tens. I may have been a little too generous. You may have been a little too generous. But, like, it's fine. And that's just, this is just something. I like what I like, people. All right, I'm not judging you. Go fuck yourself. Hey, nobody's judging you, all right? Well, I don't know. I just thought it was fun. And also, it's just an arbitrary list of, like, different Disney films that we're seeing as being very popular. Honestly, a lot of them are, like, kind of older films. You know, like, Little Mermaid, Lion King. But there's also, like, newer generation, which is, like, Princess and the Frog, Ratatouille, Inside Out. Frozen is still problematic. Frozen 2 actually had a way better story, and I'm sad that it doesn't get yeah. so much credit. Because I, I watched it with my mom. I haven't I watched it like, yet, but I heard it, like, it, it was, was way better fun. than the first one. It was really good. It had... This whole societal issue of, like, these people who came in as, like, the uh, colonizers, and they came in and, like, destroyed this land and, like, separated out, and they took down, like, a natural resource away from these, you know, the natives and everything like that. So I think to rebrand the colonizer tale, because we've had colonizer tales before for, for Disney, because we've had Pocahontas, right? Mm-hmm. We've had a couple different things like that. We've had a few different instances of, like, somebody coming in, taking over, just being, like, assholes. So Disney doesn't really want to touch it because obviously that's a very controversial topic and a very controversial type story where it's like, oh, colonizers, you know, like we don't want to promote colonizing. That's just wrong. And it's, it's, it is by you. It is by you. It's bad. <laughs> so it was interesting to see it in like a Frozen 2 setting where it's a bit more mature. We learned the truth that the parents are dead. I'm yeah. sorry. No, hey, it's not yay. It's I mean, saying, no, it's just like... It clarifies that issue. Yeah, it's just... Stop trying to connect every Disney I movie. Know. And it's like, okay, I can understand. It can be connected to Tangled because they were heading out for a wedding to go in the coronation, essentially, of, like, of the new... Of Rapunzel. Yeah. And her being, um, you know, princess and everything like that. And her wedding, which is a royal wedding. And, of course, everyone from different distant lands would go. So, of course, they would want to go all the way from their place to the next place. Can't remember places right now because my mind is elsewhere. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think that makes more sense if it's connected to Tangled. I don't think it makes any sense if it's connected to Little Mermaid or Tarzan. Like, that can just go away. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of a trust can go away. Um, but yeah. This is our stuff. Remember the Titans got played so many times in our high school? And yeah. In my middle school? Which I was okay with. I, I've always loved that movie. It was the it's end of the year movie where it's like you're, you're finished with finals, so you're going to watch Remember the Titans. And you're going to learn some lessons. And it was a favorite of everyone. Well, that's because fucking Paloma had this dumbass policy. The teachers could, it, on any days like that where they just didn't want to, where they didn't want to teach anything, they wanted a day where they're like, I had on lessons or anything. They could show a movie or something. I had to be educational, okay? But it had to be approved educational when that was, like, really dumb shit most of the time. Like, they fucking denied at one point. Our school denied a science teachers for showing Bell Nye at one point. Because it wasn't educational enough. And we're like, excuse you? I'll not, I'll not say names, but one of, my, one of the teachers at our old high school, um, 
definitely took advantage of like showing Planet Blue or like Planet, like like the Planet TV shows where it's just like, and then we see the uh, God damn it, I can't even think today. Then we see the penguin walk across, pick up a pebble, and goes to go find a mate. Like just seeing all those clips is just being like, this is what you're getting to watch, and we sat there and we're like. What does that do with what we're talking about? <laughs> I'm not going to name names. I was happy But there's a teacher who loved showing the films. Yeah. I was happy when we finally got Chromebooks. And, oh. Like when I got in those situations where they put on some stupid educational movie. They didn't care if I put on headphones. They're like, I'm fucking tuning this out. I don't care about what we're watching. <laughs> it's not yeah. interesting. I don't care about it because I'm doing questions on it. Yeah. I want some media answers. I will say one of our teachers, our English teacher from freshman year, um, he paired in just the right amount of clips and films with educational stuff because he was an English teacher. So he taught us about like Animal Farm and there's a you know, film of Animal Farm, right? Mm-hmm. And there's like 1984, which I watched in a later class and everything like that. But I, I think that those classes kind of paired together well enough how... You could have the educational section of being like, oh, you read this from a book or you read this classic, you know, book and now you could see the film. Or like he, <laughs> the same thing, the, the freshman year English teacher also showed us a Simpsons episode because yeah. he was going through Edgar Allan Poe poetry. And of course, the first uh, uh, Halloween episode essentially for the Simpsons is Edgar Allan Poe and it's it's the Raven. And that's the first thing. And it's, it's Bart as a Raven right. <laughs> fathering Homer. And it's great. He's like, he's like, well, this is just an easier way to teach you guys and show you how this poetry works and how written word and spoken word can go from just being a normal sentence to now being a poetic fashion. And I was like, damn, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. So yeah. But that's, um. At least you got to do that. I was forced to read and watch. I was forced to read The Great Gatsby like three times. Yeah, that's a good book, though. <laughs> Not three times. Um, I think it's good. We watched, okay, we read the book. We watched the 19, no, 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 I was going to say 1920s version. Mm-hmm. That's not 1920s. We saw the original, original version. version. And then we saw the reboot, which, or no, yeah, yeah, reboot. So in my English classes, I had three, the same professor. First one gave us a list of books. Everyone voted for Great Gatsby. Mm-hmm. We watched, uh, we didn't watch the movie that time. We came back from Summer Bright. Because that's how high school works. You go on some break and you come back to some classes. No. No, you do fall to spring. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, came back for spring. Uh, we was Then we did Great Gatsby again mm-hmm. for that half of this course. So we just finished The Great Gatsby. So we read the whole thing because we were going to read half of it and then the other half the next if we continued. Whatever. Um, then the second time... Then the second time I got the same professor, gave the same option. Um, everyone fucking chose Great Gatsby again. And like, she even said, like, you're not going to change up all the assignments. You can't resubmit anything, right? Since half of you have taken this class already. Whoa. Big oopsie. I mean, I had a teacher who... Um... Oh, and despite everyone, because we watched the uh, modern version of it uh, with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. After we, you know, finished the chapter of the book, we would watch chip that what part of the movie that links, into. links to it. Uh, she had us watch the original movie, which I was happy for. It. Everyone was pissed off. Yeah. And she's like, "What the fuck would I let you watch the same movie twice?" Yeah. <laughs> like you, and she's like, she gave us this whole lecture, like, you really thought that choosing the same book t- twice mm-hmm. would be the same assignments with the same movie, the same test, with the same essays, like. Yeah, of course. Like, why wouldn't it be? I, she's like, I don't know why any of you thought that was the case. I think if half your students are taking the class, you just take the list off or take the book off. Yes, yeah. but I get why they can't. Um, at least you didn't have a teacher. Actually, oh, I think it was a substitute at that time. We went slowly through annotating the alchemist, and I hate it. All right, Alchemist look, is such a weird book. It's a good... It, okay, it's a good book for everyone else. I hate it because <laughs> it's very easy. It's a very easy book, right? It's yeah. not that long. It's not that big of a book. You're not getting... I hate you know, annotating, too. Different phonetic terms or anything. You're not getting, like, very 
large words or anything like that. You're just like, a boy goes on a, well, like a boy, young man, goes on an adventure. And he gets told by a gypsy that, like, he's got to find treasure in, like, this hidden place. So he yeah. goes on this adventure and he becomes, like, a jewel salesman. And he does, like, all this cool stuff. And he gets, like, he sees, you know, uh, fights and stuff like that that break out. And he almost dies a couple times. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to retire back to this herding of sheep. Like, oh, no, the dog just busted. Jesus. Yeah, was, he does that. That was me. Um, anyway, this man just, like, goes back to be like, you know, I'm going to retire back to the sheep herding business. So then he does. And then he goes, I do care if I spoil it. I don't think I remember. I think you know. Yeah. But, like, he goes to this broken down, like, building that has been there. I think it was, like, a church or something like that. That's not weird. Um, he goes back to this broken down, like, church, and he finds the treasure. Buried treasure. In this place that he never decided to go into. He always stood outside, he was like, mm, maybe one day. And then he went in one day, he was like, oh my god, there's a treasure! <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, literally the only way I could describe this film is, you end where you begin. Which is never a good thing. <laughs> it's better if you learn some lessons. But this man did not learn. <laughs> he was like, I learned how to be a jewel salesman and blah, 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 and all this other stuff. And then he found just money and just paid off the gypsy <laughs> and then went herding sheep. Nice. That's, now he doesn't need the money because he's herding sheep. Why? 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 So that is <laughs> that's our high school experience. That's nothing to do with this podcast. No, it doesn't. That's the beauty of this podcast. It's that's more of a conversation. So we're going to go through with it. <laughs> all right. Any closing remarks? Any? Uh, oh, that's all you got? That's all I have. Unless you have other things, Mike. Go ahead, open that brain of yours and let's pop out some ideas. We've only been talking for mm, an hour. <laughs> no, an hour and two, two minutes. minutes. I think we should end it here <laughs> for this episode. For this episode, do you think? Um, I think we should. I mean, closing remarks? Closing remarks are closing remarks. Okay. Closing remarks on my end are. Uh, Disney can be grow, grown old with, if that makes sense. You can grow old with Disney. I know lots of people who are um, older adults who love it. And I know kids who love it. So just enjoy Disney. Yeah. Like, they might put out some stuff that's not your, your scene or not your what you like. Yeah, they ain't your cup of tea. Just go find the stuff that you like or rewatch the classics or, you know, discover something new that you like about, you know, whatever films you love. And go back and watch, especially on Disney Plus. Go back and watch all the weird ass like experimental shit, like the black hole, very fascinating science fiction movie. One of the first like real live action science fiction movies. You remember Smart House? Smart House. Oh <laughs> there is a scene where they have a party. Yeah. Like the songs are like jump, jump, the house is jumping. Yeah. <laughs> jump, jump, and that, that gets stuck in my head. That was before. <laughs> That was before Disney Channel movies were allowed to use outside music. Yeah. So they had to make up everything. Oh, my God. And that was, yeah. like, yeah. you could tell that they were just, they were done. They wanted to go home. Are you and telling me this wasn't made by, like, a professional singer? Fuck no. <laughs> professional artists. <laughs> they're like, what could these kids do? But finally, they're not jumping. <laughs> no, no, they never <laughs> jump. I think it's a music video, a fake music video for that in the movie too. And they're not even jumping either. It's like, why the fuck is it jump? Jump the house is jumping. I think it is in the, in the music video. I don't think it's at the party. Remember Xenon? Okay, I do. I think there was one Xenon movie I liked. I don't remember which one. Huh? There was one. There was like three or four Xenon. Yeah, I know. No, no, I know. I meant like there's one that you liked. I think that was one I liked. Yeah. Most of the Disney Channel movies were kind of, um, bad. You can always go watch those. Like, people review those after so many years of them being on TV. Yeah. Or being, like, off TV, I guess, at this point. And people are like, wow, let's watch this. It's our childhood. And they go like, oh, my God. horrible. <laughs> our childhood. <laughs> what have you done? Smart House, though, is scary. In a way, just the idea of a house, it's like, I will control everything you do. Also, 
she cleans the floor. Like when you dump stuff on the floor, it just, it just magically like, disappears. Shakes and the floor shakes like an earthquake, and poof, it's gone. Like I just stood there with liquids. I'm like, okay, that's possible. But fucking like full size cups and like full size cups, plates. I mean, are you telling me that small house can dispose of a dead body? <laughs> Don't say that. I mean, what do you think about it? What no. can it do? That was Smart House's next objective, but nobody died. They're like, wow, we can't kill anyone here. They're just children. They're like, but we want to prove the house could eat a body. <laughs> just The carpet just goes home <laughs> into the open that's how, and That's how Monster House was born. Ah! <laughs> okay. I've done a bad movie. Oh, hey. You're right. <laughs> That's what I mean about it. Right. Which is surprising because they had a GameCube video game that was actually pretty fun. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, I well, think we're, we're I think that's it for today. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you all for podcast. joining us. Please continue joining us in future podcasts. It's always nice to listen um, to us talk for nonsensical times of nonsensical topics. I don't know where I was going with that. I don't know either. <laughs> I went, it's wavy. Wavy, a wavy closing. And we shall see you guys in yeah. the next, we'll, we'll hear, you'll hear us in the next episode. I forget how podcasts are right. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot how podcasts was while making the podcast. I was like, you'll see us. No, you won't. You'll, you'll hear, hear us, us in the next episode. Hear you'll hear you. Episode. You'll hear us. Like, comment, subscribe. Oh, wait, you can't do that with podcast either. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right. And uh, follow us wherever you can. Follow us on whatever platform it is. Anchor, Spotify. Uh, oh, we're on Apple Podcasts now, too. Just don't follow me, Han. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, don't follow me, Han. <laughs> All right. See you later. It's damned. Oh, God. You don't have a... No, no. <laughs> you don't have a button. All right. I have a uh, No, you don't. You never know. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye, Internet.